Welcome to this week's edition of the Carolina Kayak Lunker Hunters podcast, sponsored by Carolina Waters and Carolina Passport Outfitters, the podcast that covers the tournament trails in North Carolina and beyond. I am home and back in the studio after a couple days in Anderson, South Carolina, covering the Bass Nation Regional at Lake Hartwell. It was a really fun event to cover. Um, Willie Atkins Jr. takes home the win in that event. He's a West Virginia angler. You're going to want to check out Bassmaster.com to read about his victory because he has a very unique story and a story I didn't find out until after weigh-in on on the final day. So you're going to want to make sure to read that because he's uh, he's been through a lot here in the last couple of years and it's pretty amazing that he was even able to fish that event. So Make sure you read the final gamer from that. It's on Bassmaster.com, and it was uh, written by me. I also covered the Bass Kayak Tournament at Lake Eufaula. I covered that remotely after I got home from Lake Hartwell. And uh, there's not much else you can say about Russ Snyder's, to be quite honest. He's absolutely killing it this year. He wins that event with 91 and a half inches. He, had, he found a really good deal in the afternoon uh, fishing cypress trees with a swim jig at Lake Eufaula to win that event. So if you want to learn more about that event, also go to Bassmaster.com. Go to the Kayak Series page, and that story will be posted there. But a lot of big fish caught at Lake Eufaula. Not as, not as many big fish as I thought there would be, but the big fish of the day was 24 inches, and that was caught by Nick Dyer. So... Big fish caught at Lake Eufaula, not as good as I thought it might be. Uh, Stephen Bell and Justin Faircloth were both down there and finished uh, in the top 60. But I know Justin had a pattern going in practice, but just couldn't put it together in, on tournament day. I know there were a couple bass boat tournaments going out that day as well. So I'm sure that hurt some guys too. But an impressive weekend from Russ Snyder's down at Lake Eufaula. There weren't any local kayak tournaments, but the KBF series was on the Potomac River this weekend. And while there weren't any bags that hit the 90-inch mark, there were a lot of really solid fish caught during Saturday in particular. I didn't get a chance to look through Sunday's standings all that much, but... On Saturday, there were a lot of really short, fat fish caught. And, you know, the Potomac River really showed out this weekend. J.R. Rents finished first in that event with 89 and three-quarter inches. Ryan Matty Lewinsky, I hope I said that name correctly. I seriously doubt I did. But he finished second with 87 and a quarter inches. And our own Dontrell Sullivan finished third with 86 in a quarter inches, he had a 19-inch kicker that helped him achieve that. Yeah, like I said, a lot of short, chunky fish were caught, um, and a lot of fish were caught in general during that event. But we will find out more from Don Trell about what he discovered on the tidal fishery a little later on in the show. The North Carolina Kayak Trails resumed this weekend. CCKF hosts their third event of the season at Falls Lake this weekend. There's a lot of weird weather coming through this weekend. It's going to get really hot, and then it's going to storm, and it's going to dive back into the 70s. So it'll be really interesting to see how that affects the fishing at Falls. 
it could be it's going to be a couple different things going on i anticipate i think they're the bass some of the bass will still be on bed and spawning there'll be a lot of fry garters and i think they're depending on how cold it actually gets there's probably going to be a shad spawn happening as well how how many shad are spawning i'm not sure what will be going on there but I, there's a there's a good chance that there will at least be a little bit of a shad spawn going on so a lot of options for these for these guys fishing that tournament to uh to catch a good limit i know falls lake was didn't show out as much during the mlf event as jordan lake did but there's still a lot of really big fish in falls and luckily for kayakers weight doesn't matter it's only the length that matters and fish don't get shorter so those catching those post spawners isn't going to isn't going to hurt anyone in this event for sure should be a good one depending on what the weather does it's currently storming at my house on this monday afternoon uh very very muggy but i know later in the week it's going to get it's going to get colder and i don't know what i don't know what that's going to do to the fishing but it'll be interesting to see who who figures it out and catches a really good bag I mentioned Lake Hartwell at the beginning of the show, uh, obviously covering the Bass Nation Regional there. Um, I mentioned on the last episode that the bags from that event were not as big as I anticipated them to be, and I don't know what that means for the Hobie series that will be there in two weeks. I don't think there was very much of a herring spawn going on. Uh, a blueback herring spawn going on at Lake Hartwell last weekend, and I think that will continue to pick up these next couple weeks. So, the Hobie event has the potential to be really, really good depending on where that blueback herring spawn is and how much largemouth play into that event. But we will discuss that more next week. Before we get to our guest today, I have to thank Carolina Waters for their support of the podcast. Carolina Waters is the performance and outdoor lifestyle brand that celebrates the aquatic resources in North Carolina, from the mountains to the coast and all points in between. Check out their selection of lightweight performance shirts with sun protection, soft style logo tees including the new Redfish series of shirts, comfy multi-season hoodies, and a variety of headwear. Whether you're on the water or just hanging around town, Carolina Waters has you covered, and my listeners can use the code KAYAK at checkout for a special offer. Check them out at carolinawatersnc.com, on Instagram at carolinawatersnc, and on Facebook at carolinawatersnc. I'd also like to thank Carolina Palsport Outfitters for supporting the podcast. CPSO specializes in putting you in the kayak that fits your needs at the best price around. CPSO are a dealer for Native, Feel Free, Three Waters, Johnny Boat, Sea Stream, and Cuckoo Watercraft. Visit their website at www.carolinapso.com and their main location at Ace Hardware in Arcadia, located 10 miles south of Winston-Salem. My guest this week is having a great season so far in the CKA standings and just took home a third-place finish on Saturday in the KBF Trail Series event on the Potomac River, Dontrell Sullivan. Dontrell, thanks for joining me. And before we jump into the Potomac River stuff, I want to ask you if you remember um, last season at Tuckertown, if you... I was trying to trying to put in my sit-in kayak at uh, Tuckertown. I was trying to get out of everybody's way and kind of uh, 
kind of launched to the side of the ramp. I, wa I want to know if you remember helping me into the water that morning and making sure I didn't dump, dump myself into the lake that morning. You know, I actually do. Now that you bring it up, I do remember that. <laughs> yeah, it was it was my it was my first my first kayak tournament, first in person kayak tournament, and you know, just trying to trying to stay out of all the experienced people's way, and it almost backfired on me in a really big way. And I'm very thankful that you were there to help me and make sure I didn't make a total fool out of myself on the very first day. So thank you for that. All right, no problem. It's it's crazy now that I think about it, and you know, had circles back, and now finding out and realizing that it was you uh, that I helped that day. Yeah, man. So yeah, appreciate that for sure. And uh, one thing I didn't mention in the intro there is that we are also Tar Heel Lunkers teammates. So um, so I guess yep. we can start there. How how do you how excited are you to finally get this regular season started with that after a. Uh, after you know we got that we got that big win over the Carolina Casters a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it feels good. Um, you know I'm excited to to do another trail or you know a different league. Um, you know I saw when the Carolina Casters started posting up their stuff on Facebook and you know I thought it was interesting. I was like that's that's cool. I'd like to be a part of something like that too. Um, and then you know. A couple of weeks later, Matt comes to me in my messenger and you know asking if I want to join. I'm like, for sure. And so it's uh it's it's fun. Um, definitely having a a good time. Absolutely, same here, same here. I'm ready to ready to see what we're able to able to do here in the regular season. So let's go ahead and uh, jump into the KBF event. You know, when, what were your expectations heading up? To the Potomac River, and uh, were were your expectations exceeded? Um, they were definitely exceeded. Um, I didn't really know what to expect, just because it's you know it's the tidal river, so so everything changes day to day, um, even throughout the middle of the day. Um, but I, I was hoping that you know my plan from last year would kind of I could have something that I could start with um, and then you know make adjustments throughout the day um, the last year you know we had that event later on we had that event in June and so this year we had it a few months earlier so I figured the pattern probably would be a little bit different um, but it was definitely different the low tide for like starting out in the middle, uh, starting out in the morning was a lot lower than the low tide from last year when we started out. And so that kind of just, you know, threw me for a loop, but I figured like, maybe I'll just have to wait it out. I'll see what they're doing this morning, but maybe I'll just have to wait it out until, you know, the water comes in and the tide rises and, uh, you know, see if I can make something happen then. I gotcha. I gotcha. So how much, did you did you go up and practice a couple of days before, or did you go in just go in tournament day and and uh, and try to work work with no practice? Uh, I just went in head first uh, tournament day. Um, that's usually how I roll because um, I usually don't take off a lot of days to go pre fresh uh, prior. So usually when I'm doing these tournaments, I'm usually just going you know straight straight in on day one and hoping I can figure them out and you know that day gotcha okay so kind of with that said 
what was what was your strategy that morning and sort of sort of take me through uh take me through your how your day played out um i was you know looking at the the wind report that day or that the night before and saw that it was going to be really really windy um but you know that you know slight chop in the water and you know knowing that that creek that i was in was you know, full of bait fish and full of life that I could probably, you know, start out with a buzz bait and see what happens. That's what I did last year. And it worked out pretty well. Like I got my first couple of fish on the board, like within 30 minutes of the tournament starting. Um, so you know, I tried that out in the morning, um, didn't get any takes on it. And uh, I paddled around and was just trying to find out how the, the creek was laid out with it being so drawn down. Um, there was no water on the pads at all you know that creek was full of pads and but there was no water on it yet in the morning starting out so i kind of just you know threw a uh you know the buzz bait around a little bit i tried to uh you know throw a jig a little bit and you know nothing panned out uh and then the wind kicked up the water got really muddy uh so then i tied on a, a spinnerbait around like eight o'clock and you know, I caught my first fish on that one. Uh, just kind of, you know, kind of luck because I just didn't adjust the bait caster when it started, you know, the wind started to pick up. So I, I was throwing into the wind, backlashed, and, you know, I'm sitting there picking that out. And as soon as I pick it out and start reeling it in, um, you know, the line was just tight immediately. So that fish was holding on to that spinnerbait. And, you know, I got my first fish and it was a good one. Um, 18, I think, uh, through that spinnerbait for a little bit more longer, no bites. I decided to go back past the ramp to towards Maine, the main river and see how that laid out because I didn't venture out to that side of the Creek last year. So I wasn't sure how, how it was. So I went out there, no luck. It was really shallow still. Like, even though the water was coming in, it was still really shallow, shallow you know, big flats of just, you know, one to two feet deep. And I was like, I just wasn't feeling it. So I just headed back in uh, to where I was around noon. Hit that same spot, picked up another fish. And then I just, you know, just kept paddling it up and down. Because by that time, the water had started coming in and the water was up to the pads, but the fish couldn't get you know, back into the pads because it just wasn't deep enough yet. So the tidal was up, but it was still keeping the fish from, you know, getting back deep into the pads. Right. So right. I was just, you know, floating up and down the same, uh, same vegetation line, you know, fighting the wind. So I'm like fishing backwards and just constantly pedaling to try and keep my, you know, position for like the last hour and a half. And I was able to, you know, pick up my last three fish and the last 10 minutes, I was hoping I just needed one more good bite just to get rid of that 14, 14 and something, a half or, or three quarters. That probably would have given me the lead. Uh, but, you know, it didn't happen. But I was fortunate enough that I, you know, got those bites and it, it worked out. I didn't even check the leaderboard um, the whole time I was kept, like I caught those fish in the last hour and a half. But I was just happy to just get stuff on the board i didn't even check where i was you know middle of the day i saw Derek brundle up there and you know i just wasn't even worried about it i just wanted to you know not 
skunk out or, you know, just wanted to catch my limit. And, you know, it just happens that, you know, at the end of the day, once that two o'clock timer went off and, you know, started checking messages and stuff and realized that I was, you know, in pretty good standing. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. It took you, it sounded like it took you a while, but finally that, that tide got right for you and you're able to, you're able to pull it out there. Um, you know, as you, you know, you didn't check the leaderboard all day. So really, really awesome to be in third. Did you think you, did you think with your bag, you'd be that high up or did you think you'd be, you'd be further down? Uh, no, I thought I'd be pretty high up there. Um, just because, you know, even last year, the, you know, the totals weren't that high. You know, we were, the guys in the top spots were in, in the high, uh, mid to low 80s. Um, and so once I, you know, I started catching the fish, but I didn't check my spot. So I'm sitting there like I'm like the last 10 minutes. I'm trying to do the math in my head of like what I've caught so far. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's gotta be up there. I was like, I gotta be up there somewhere. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, but you never know. Cause it was like middle of the day or like early off in the day. I saw like Derek was leading with like 80 something inches. So I was just like, okay. So I know it's going to take at least that. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't think, you know, I would have been up that high, but I figured that'd be somewhere decent to, you know, what I'd be, I'd be happy with my finish. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, you know, with this finish, being able to being able to to grind out a, a good finish on a title fishery, what were was there anything you learned about about fishing this particular body of water? Uh, pretty much, I mean, the the tide changes everything. Um, that's kind of what happened last year. Um, you know, this is you know I fished this last year, and this is the only event over the past you know, two years that I've fished, there's been like a river event, you know, the tide, tide swings and the water comes up and down. And you can say on one spot and it can produce for a little bit and then completely shut down. It just depends um, on, the, on that tide swing. And so, you know, once I caught uh, my f- second fish at noon and kind of gave me the confidence because I caught it around the same area where I caught the first fish that morning so I was like well maybe I I just gotta stay in this spot and maybe it'll you know it'll get better it seems like it's gonna get better as the day goes on and hopefully I you know it turns on before two o'clock and I can get my limit um so it's it's different um but at the same time I it's it's fun because you know the guy who won first that day he stayed on one spot the entire day. He said he he sat there the entire day and caught 16 fish. You know, he just kept casting at this this one spot or one spot he was in. And just every so often it would just reload with fish. And he ended up, you know, being fortunate enough to out of those 16 fish, find you know, five good ones to take home the win. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um was this your was this your first KBF weekend of the season, or have you fished have you fished other KBF uh, KBF tournaments this season? Sorry for sorry for not remembering. Uh, no, no problem. 
that's the that's the deal with the whole the way they changed the format this year uh, with it being you know it's one trail and it's all over the place instead of the regions they did last year which which I liked and I wish they kept that format but uh, this was my second weekend I fished the Lake Murray Trail uh, back in the end of February that's right and, that's right yeah there, no news to report there because I, I didn't I didn't do well. I skunked the first day and only caught one fish the the next day. It was it was brutal. It was also my first time at Lake Murray, so you know I tried to actually tried to do the whole practice thing. I uh, went there two days beforehand, I believe, uh, and tried to first day. I just kind of went to a couple ramps and scoped out, you know, what I would what I had picked out that I might launch from. Uh, Friday, I paddled around. Uh, one spot and I didn't even end up picking that spot to fish from uh, Saturday or Sunday and yeah it, it was it was a tough weekend for me but you know the top guys the well-known people in the uh, KBF realm had a pretty good day or a pretty good weekend I would say the guys that went up into you know the upper end the river part had an awesome time that weekend yeah I wish I <laughs> wish I would have went up there Right, right. About to say for as far as the KBF trail goes, you you fished two of the two of the more unique situations as far as you know, Lake Murray being a blueback herring lake, and then switching over this past weekend to a to a tidal fisher. You you fished two of the more two of the more difficult situations, I would say, as a uh, as far as fishing for largemouth goes, anyway. Yeah, and you know, it's. Just things like that. I'm still, you know, learning. This is really only my second year really doing this. Uh, like three years ago, I did like two CKA events just to kind of get a feel for it and see if I would like it. Um, no, it was actually, yeah, no. Yeah, three, three seasons ago, it was 2019. I did two events with CKA, see if I like it. And then 2020, uh, the pandemic hit, and I was shut down my other hobbies, and so I, you know, dove headfirst into fishing. And you know, it's my first season with KBF, and second ish with CKA, and basically doing all the tournaments. And it's uh, it's been it's been it's been fun. It's uh, definitely a learning experience. You know, every time I go out and. You know, the only reason I started doing this was because I wanted to become a better angler. And, you know, what better way to do that than tournament fishing when you're challenged to, you know, fish against friends and fish different lakes and systems that, you know, don't compare as far as, you know, how it's laid out. You know, everything, every every event's different and, you know, you get different th things thrown at you. And so... Uh, so you have no 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 choice but to learn if you want to get better. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, with that said, where do you where do you feel you've you've kind of grown the most as an angler or improved the most? Um, it's hard to say. I want to say it's probably I think the, my hardest the hardest thing for me is being to you know, switch baits and not fish the things that you're most comfortable with. 
because, you know, I have a way that I like to fish and how I like to catch fish. And, you know, if it's not producing, then you have to break away from that and fish, fish something that you're not comfortable with, something that you don't like, something that's slow. Like, I don't necessarily like finesse fishing or, you know, just letting a, a wacky rig you know, soak in the water, dead sticking, that type of stuff. Fish, I like to fish fast, kind of. And, uh, and so sometimes that's not gonna, that's not what the bass want. So you have to, you know, break away from that and, you know, basically keep throwing stuff out there until you figure out what, what the fish are in the mood for that day. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not, I'm sort of the same way you are. I get, I get pretty stubborn when I, when I think something should be working and it's not, it takes a, I need to kind of talk myself into into changing at times and i'd say that's i'm in the same boat as you it takes me it takes me a minute sometimes to realize that i need to be doing something else yeah and then it's you know when you like when do you move spots do you think they're here or you just haven't figured out what they want to eat or if they're not here and you just have to move so it's, you know it's always that game in your head that you're playing when you're out there and you know, you don't want to, you know, especially during the tournament, you don't want to waste too much time doing the wrong thing. And so, you know, you kind of have to, you know, pick and choose and, and you know, sometimes go what you get and sometimes go against it. Uh, and sometimes it pays off. And sometimes you're, you know, hitting, hitting back to the boat ramp, beating your head against the wall, thinking, why didn't I do this or why didn't I do that <laughs> an hour ago? Right, right. Um you know, as far as CKA goes this season, you've really, you've made some really good decisions. It seems like, you know, you've been, obviously that Harris event was really, really tough, but you're one of the few who who managed to catch a fish there. Talk a little bit about, about your CKA season so far, your fifth place in the points. Talk a little bit about um, kind of what it's, what you've done to, to achieve that so far this year. Um, that's probably the most surprising thing that's happened this year. Um, the Harris event was ridiculously bad. Um, you know, I've heard, you know, some, some grumblings and stuff on Facebook about how, you know, Harris is, the management of Harris has been this and that, and there's no fish in there or the heart of the catch, but, um, it's, uh, I fished there all last year trying to because it's one of the smaller of the three lakes big lakes that are always known for so i figured i'd put a lot of time into harris and see if i can you know figure it out and you know it's never treated me well so i didn't really go into that first cka event with a lot of confidence even the year before that we had the cka opener there and you know i skunked that day and so i didn't have any confidence and I really didn't think it was going to be as bad as it was, but it, you know, it, I should have expected it. We, I mean, we had below freezing temps when we started and that was the first time I've ever fished in something that cold where I've got ice forming on my, my lot and my rod guides and the reel and stuff like that. And it was ridiculous. Um, but I figured I just, you know, crawl a uh a rattle trap around and, and see if anything happens and you know I lucked into that one fish 
And, you know, that was, that was the crazy thing. Like the few people that did catch fish, they were all quality fish, like 17 and up or 18 and up. Um, so, you know, the fish are still there. It's just, uh, just even harder to catch. And then the, the second event, uh, what was the, the Burlington bash? Um, that one was a wild one. I chose a lake that not many people went to. I think besides me, there was only two other anglers there. And so, you know, I launched and I was just like, I don't know if I chose the right spot. Cause I mean, if, you know, if every, nobody else wants to fish here, there must be a reason why, but you know, I got lucky that I, I found something that works. Um, threw around a, a lip list and, you know, got my first few fish and I just rolled with that for the rest of the day. And, you know, luckily I came out with a limit. I even was able to catch more than my limit in, in coal throughout the day. Um, and, you know, luckily that was enough for a sixth place finish, but congratulations to you, by the way, because you, you killed it that day. I appreciate um, that. I appreciate that. In a, in a paddle kayak, no less, you know, there's, you know, that was one of the things starting out that, you know, people think that you need to have a $4,000 Hobie, uh, you know, this and that and all the bells and whistles to, uh, to tournament fish, but um, that's not necessarily the case. You can get it done in a $300 paddle kayak with two rod holders. Uh, as long as you know what you're doing or if you're in the right spot at the right time, anything can happen. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's the special thing about kayak fishing too, is you don't need part of the draw of it anyways. It's not a, not a $10,000, $40,000 boat. Um, you know, you've got, you're just sitting in a piece of plastic and that's kind of the, kind of the really cool part about kayak fishing in general is you can, you don't need anything super fancy necessarily. It'll, you can get the job done as long as you're as long as you're around them, you can catch them. So that was uh, that was a pretty pretty special tournament for me. And you know, something you mentioned there was, um, you know, particular for you. I think the lack of pressure on that particular particular lake for you made a made a huge difference. Yeah, and I was surprised. I turns out that I, was, I think I was the only one that even caught fish from that lake. I'm not sure, but I mean the other. I spoke to one of the other guys and he, uh, you know, he said he didn't do too well. So, you know, I definitely feel you know, lucky that I, you know, even feel the limit and a decent one at that to, to place. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, with those two tournaments under your belt, um, you didn't fish curse Scott, right? Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, I had a, uh, baby shower to go to um so gotcha. i didn't it's crazy that i was i was like i started doing map study for that and i was kind of you know excited because another body of water that i haven't fished before and then you know two days into it i realized i checked my calendar i'm like i'm not even gonna be able to fish this so uh, right no right <laughs> i'm not even gonna be able to make the next one because i uh, have a wedding to go to so so it's kind of, it kind of sucks that I'm missing out on these events, but uh, hopefully I can make up for it because I'm not missing anymore after after this next one at Baden Lakes. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're, and you're in really good shape, you know, as far as um, you, you survived the Harris event, which for the CKA season is going to be a really, really important factor in the end of the year standings for sure. So looking ahead, the, the rest of the rest of your season, what are your, I guess, which events are you most looking forward to here? Um, it's, it's a whole lot. Cause I got this, uh, this spreadsheet with all the tournaments between, you know, KBF, KFL, CKA, CCKF. Um, and I, I gotta say, I'm probably most excited for, for the KFL stuff. Uh, more importantly, the, the KFL event in Florida at, uh, Felsmer. I've been hearing a lot of crazy things about that, that, that lake. Um, it's receiving a whole lot of pressure though, just because it's been open. This is the first year that it's been open to the public. And so, you know, all the, the online talk, the YouTube videos showing it's getting, uh, it's getting a lot of pressure, but, you know, hopefully it'll still be in pretty decent shape by the time we get down there in June. Yeah, that'll be a, that'll be a super interesting event. Um, I think I, I, there'll be some really big bass caught regardless um, of how much pressure there is just because it is, it is so new. I think you'll still be able, there'll still be a lot of really big fish caught at that event for sure. Yeah. Yeah. They started, you know, putting fish in that lake or, you know, that body of water and basically it was left untouched for 10 years and only open to, to kayak anglers and, and paddle boats. So, uh, so that, that, that body of water had a, has had a lot of time to, to grow and, and, and flourish without any pressure. Uh, so, so hopefully there's still some fish left for us. It's catch and release. So there, there's, there's still be there, but hopefully the pressure won't get them down too bad. Yeah. That's a cool part about those, those smaller Florida lakes is a lot of them do have our catch and release only. And so, you know, that gives, that allows the lake to grow, to grow bigger fish and, uh, you know, keep the, keep the already big fish in there. So that's a, that's a pretty special deal with that place for sure. Oh yeah. Um, any other, any other events that you're looking forward to in state out of state? Are you, uh, are you fishing any more of the, uh, KBF events this year? Uh, I don't, didn't plan on it, uh, just because the, the Lake Murray trail and the Potomac were the only ones, um, close enough that I honestly felt like driving to it was only within a few hours. Right. Right. So that's why I kind of took the Potomac event as like my last chance to, to qualify for the trail championship. Uh, you know, it's with the whole promotion that they're doing for, you know, this month of May, the 50% of the field qualifies for, during this month only, 50% for every event that's held in May qualify for that challenge, that series perspective championship. So the state monthly challenge series, like if you qualify, if you finish in the top half, instead of the top 10%, I think it is usually, if you finish in the top half, you qualify for the, you know, the championship. So I already qualified I for I the should, national last year. I guess I should have uh, entered that 
this month. <laughs> I think <Yeah. laughs> it's been so crazy. I didn't yes. realize that was going on. I should have, I should have registered for that then. Yeah. I had already qualified for the national last year. Uh, and so I was like, and then I started, I didn't do the state challenges last year. Um, which looks like, you know, our teammate, Matt Dunn, he seems like he killed it last year. He was the, I think the state AOI or state champion for, for North Carolina last year for the KBF challenge series. Uh, but he, but uh, I decided to do challenge this year because if, uh, since I'm already going to be there for the national championship championship, I might as well try and qualify for the other two and compete in all three while I'm there. And so you know, I went into the Potomac thinking, you know, I just needed, I just had two days to just do decent and catch a few fish. And, you know, even if I didn't take a top spot, if I landed anywhere in the top half, you know, I'd meet my goal. And so, you know, definitely exceeded my expectation that I set out for that weekend. Uh, you know, and on top of that, the the Northern, North Virginia KBA, KBA or the kayak bass club there. It was like last minute Thursday, I think they had a post that said that they were letting KBF competitors compete in their local trail, which was also a, a qualifying event. But I think it was for the national, it was for the national championship. But um but I figured, you know, why not? You know, just join that in fishing and then see what happens. I ended up in taking second place in that, which was pretty great. Uh, you know, they're a great group of guys and, and girls. And, you know, I had fun. Absolutely. Got a couple nice paychecks, paychecks too, while you were at it. Yeah. That's, that's always the good thing. You know, and I, I tell my friends, you know, how much, you know, people can win doing this stuff. And they're like, no wonder no wonder you're always doing this. And I was just right. like, I mean, I don't do it for the money, but it's a nice benefit if you have a good day on the water, um, especially for the KBF stuff, the, you know, you know, with what the money that's at stake for the, the championships, if you qualify for all three fish and win all three, like, uh, like Matthew Conant did last year, he won some life changing money. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's kind of ridiculous, but I mean, you gotta, but it's also, the grind you gotta put together three straight days of you know quality fish so so it's definitely something that doesn't come easy but very rewarding if you're lucky enough to do so no doubt no doubt you mentioned you mentioned meeting a couple of your goals um what were some of your other some of your other goals for the season and how how close are you to uh to achieving some of them do you feel in your mind um pretty close uh you know I just qualified for the trail championship this past weekend so that's one check mark uh you know as always you try and get AOI for the local club so for CKA uh obviously I'm in good standing for that and I just gotta you know work my butt off the rest of the season and, and see how that pans out you know, there. You know, as you know, there's some really good, really good guys in our in our group. So, so I'm gonna have to keep my head on straight and see how see how the rest of the year goes, and hopefully out 
hopefully I can, you know, meet that goal. Um, if not in a top spot, you know, I can't be too mad about it, especially not I'm just now like starting out this tournament fishing career, I guess you can say. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm happy with how things have turned out thus far. Uh, two top spots. The only time I've placed well in a KBF event, both times were at the Potomac last year and this year. So, and, you know, it's a good thing. Chad's already announced that we're coming back there next year. And so that's, you know, another thing I can hope to do well again, do well in again and see how that goes. Um, but that was it, uh, you know, qualify for the trail. Uh, hopefully I can qualify for the challenge championship this month, especially with the, the, uh, the incentive of the half the field qualifies, you know, the last few months I've always finished in the top half at least. So hopefully I'll get that done and then, you know, get some, get some wins under our belt for, for KFL and hopefully I can help us help us out, help the team out wherever I can. Uh, I know my strengths and I know my weaknesses. So, so I'll definitely have no, no issue with standing down and letting another teammate take my spot at a certain event. If I don't feel like it'll, you know, meet my expectations or if I can't fish my strengths. So, uh, so yeah, so that's it. I'll get our, get some wins for our team in KFL, hopefully get a AOI in a CK and in October, see if I can, you know, bring home some, some trophies for, from KBF. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, do you, did you, uh, do you know very much about, about Santee Cooper and have you, have you, obviously we've still got, a long way to go in the CK season, but have you, have you planned it all to uh, start planning for that event any? I ha I've been, I don't know a whole lot about it. Last, my first, the, I've only been there once and that was last year. It was KBF's first, first trail event of the year, last year, uh, Santa Cooper. And that was, yeah, it was a one day event. And I only caught one fish that day. But, you know, it was a tough event for everybody. I think like less than, I wanna say less than 10 people even caught a limit that day. Um, I caught my one fish and I still finished like middle of the pack somewhere. Uh, but, you know, I'm excited to go back. I've always heard about Santee. And again, like from like Lake Murray, it's not far from where my parents stay. So, you know, hopefully I can, go out there and get a couple of days of practice if I am able to, you know, get to the, the TLC. And uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard good things about it. So I'm hoping if I get to fish it, then I'll get to see if that holds true. Absolutely. And you're in really good, really good position to qualify for that event right now. Um, Don Trail, before I let you go, is there anybody uh, anybody you want to thank? Anybody you want to you want to shout out here? Uh, just you know, all my friends, uh, family that uh you know they give me praise and you know whenever I finish well in these events and guys that are wishing me good luck uh, whenever I hit the road. Uh, you know, shout out to to you, Matt, Steve. 
and uh, you know all the other guys, the for the KFL teammates. Uh, what else? Two Matts, Matt Dunn, Matt Artenzi, Justin Fairclaw, Steve Perry, Justin Jeremy Hicks, and uh, Mike Wimmer. And uh, I want to say that's probably it. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be able. To, I mean, I'd still do it, but you know, I do appreciate the support I get from my family and friends. Uh, people think that it's just you know fishing. You know, how can you get so you know wrapped up, wrapped up in something like that? But uh, to us, it's 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 a little different. So I appreciate the people who who support me in in what I love to do. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Well, you're off to a really good start this season. And, uh, you know, congratulations again on the great finish this weekend. And uh, hopefully you're able to keep it up the rest of this season, man. I'm going to be rooting for you. Thanks. Thank you. I hope, I hope so, too. Good deal. So, all right, man. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this podcast. And uh, I'll catch up with you later on here. All right. Sounds good, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. See you. See ya. Now it's time for this week's edition of My Best Catch, a segment where I ask my wife Allie a simple fishing question that she will likely get incorrect. Allie, Saturday was the Kentucky Derby. Did your horse win? Um, the horse I picked did not win. Um, I had picked Hot Rod Charlie, number nine, because... I thought it was a super classic name, and he sounded really fast. He did not win. He did pretty well, but no, he sadly did not win. Defined pretty well. I believe he came in third, or maybe he came in fourth. Yeah, I'm going to need to fact check myself and make sure he actually came in third or fourth. So you just made that up? No, I, they were running so fast, and then it came down to the wire, and he was still on the screen. I just can't remember what place he came in. Classic. Anyway, it's time for this week's question. Allie, are you ready? I'm ready. Alrighty. What is a spook? Um, can you please give me the category? Like, is it a bait or like a technique? I'm really not sure how to answer this question. It's a bait. What? <laughs> okay, um, a, uh, a spook is, um, you know what? It's a ghost bait. I'm just gonna say it. It's not fully there. It just is kind of transparent and floating around. And it just, um, gives the fish a good spook. <laughs> And um, that's how it catches a fish. It spooks it, and then it's scared, and, uh, and then you catch a fish. A spook. <laughs> that's all for this week's edition of My Best Catch. Tune in next week for another question. Boo! <laughs> Did I spook you? Thanks again to Dontrell Sullivan for joining me on this week's edition of the show. I'm looking forward to having him as a teammate on our Tar Heel Lunkers team for the KFL. 
Really looking forward to seeing what we're able to do here in the regular season that starts in June. That is all I have for this week's edition of the show. Thank you very much, as always, for listening. And special thanks to Carolina Waters and Carolina Powersport Outfitters for supporting the show. Make sure you check out those two companies and let them know you heard about them on this podcast. Next week, I hope to have the winner of the CCKF event at Falls Lake on the show. But until next time, this has been the Carolina Kayak Lunker Hunters Podcast. Mm-hmm.